This month's sponsor, Kilty Collection, has given us a code HSDT15 for 15% off your first order. Give the gift of cozy this holiday season with their best-selling machine-washable cashmere sets, cashmere blanket wraps, and rainbow knits offered at KiltyCollection.com. Be sure to use code HSDT15 for 15% off your first order and run, don't walk, as many styles are low in stock. Thank you, Kilty, for today's episode. Everyone, I am Emily Landers, and this is How'd She Do That? A podcast answering that question each episode. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of the podcast. I hope that you all had a fantastic weekend. We had a beautiful weekend here in sunny California. Looking forward to the holidays and, of course, enjoying our Friday bonus episode from our Thanksgiving series with Elizabeth High School. If you haven't listened to that episode or last Tuesday's episode, you most definitely should. But before we dive into that, I'm so excited that you're joining me for today's episode with the founders of The Scout Guide, Christy Ford and Susie Matheson, are joining me on today's episode. It's such a fun conversation, and really, I look to them and I think, wow, the community that they've created across the U.S., it's so impressive, and there are so many different stages of their business that I can really relate to with HSDT, having people so excited about what they're up to. The momentum is with us here. So if you're listening for the first time, welcome. I'm so happy that you're here and I think you're going to enjoy today's conversation. But before we dive in, I always love to share a quick thank you. Thank you to those of you who have taken the time to leave us a five-star review on iTunes and Spotify. There's an option there as well. I so appreciate that incredible feedback as we continue to gain momentum with listenership, with sponsorships. And really, as I've said from the very beginning, two years ago, we launched this podcast, figure out how and if a podcast can truly become a business. And dare I say, we're on our way. Well, we also have a fun update over on Instagram at How'd She Do That Podcast is very close to hitting the 10,000 follower mark. I've been so eager to hit this milestone and I'm so grateful to all of you who are over there. We're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate big with an upcoming giveaway with over 25 brands participating. Yes, you heard that correctly. 25 friends of the podcast, previous guests, upcoming guests, listeners, 25 brands are partnering with us. And what we're going to do is we're going to share them on stories. We're going to have one post that you can share with friends, tag, all that good stuff. Um, And then within the comment section, we're actually going to have a ton of winners. So be on the lookout for that over at How'd She Do That Podcast on Instagram. Don't forget to listen to our Friday episodes this month, celebrating all things Thanksgiving. And if you would like more content, you can find that over at patreon.com slash how'd she do that. We have a new vlog that went live from Jamie Beck's book signing in Calabasas this weekend. And without further ado, here is Susie and Christy on how'd she do that. 
Today's guests, Susie Matheson and Christy Ford, are the founders of The Scout Guide. Launched in 2010, the ladies began as a locally focused city guide dedicated to supporting small businesses in Charlottesville, Virginia. Today, The Scout Guide has expanded into a nationwide publishing franchise with owners in 70 plus markets, serving as curators, storytellers, and small business advocates. The Scout Guide was created to break the traditional advertising mold and offer small businesses a unique platform for promotion by providing elevated branding and high-impact photography. With each print edition publishing once a year, the Scout Guide's mission is to tell compelling stories about small businesses and connect them with an audience proven to drive sales. When the ladies aren't connecting with franchise owners or speaking with women like myself, Christy is likely enjoying a sporting event, Susie can be found riding horses, and they both enjoy spending time with their families. Susie and Christy, welcome to How'd She Do That? Hi. Thanks for having us. (laughs) Oh my goodness, ladies. I am so excited about today's call, and I'm so eager to share your stories. I love what you guys are doing. I was bragging on it all before we started recording, but it just feels so serendipitous to welcome you on to HSDT. Oh, well, thank you for having us. We're thrilled to be here and love what you do as well. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you both. Well, we have a lot to dive into. And given that we have two stories to tell that ultimately merge into all things The Scout Guide, I'd love to get started. So perhaps we can get to know you both a little bit more. Perhaps you tell us, where did you both go to school? And ultimately, what did you major in? I got a business degree at North Carolina State University in Raleigh, um, North Carolina. And that was, we had a family um, agreement that my father set out for my brother and I, that we had to get business degrees. Um, and as much as I wanted a fine art degree from the get-go, he, he said, I'll pay for any master's in fine art um, that you want, but you must get a business degree. Um, and hence I did. And uh, I then went on and got my photography, my master's in photography at Brooks Institute, actually in Santa Barbara. After that. Oh, very cool. And Susie, what about you? So I went to Denison University in Granville, Ohio, and um, I majored in psychology. Oh, my goodness. Okay. And at that point, what did you think you were going to be getting into post-grad? So post-grad, I honestly thought I would go to vet school and be a veterinarian. Um, So I was very um, interested in that and ultimately made the decision that I wanted to, I felt that I couldn't do both. I couldn't get married, have a family, Mm. have children and go to vet school and be a veterinarian. So I, now I have my own little farm and my own little vet (laughs) practice here at home. Um, But uh, yes, working, doing it for, you know, my main career was 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 not in the cards. Oh my goodness. Well, I can relate on so many levels. My my dream at one point was to be a vet as well until I heard that you would, you know, potentially open up an animal and I thought maybe not so much. Uh, Christy, what about you? Because it sounds like you did. You took the path of, okay, I'm going to go ahead and, and get this major in business, but then you at that point in life were already interested in, in the photography side of things. Yes, I, I had wanted to be a photographer since I was a little girl. Um, so I set out to 
be the next Andy Leibovitz in my mind. So I moved <laughs> to New York after graduating and um, started what you, you know, you the assisting role, which is what, how you entered the, the world of photography in New York City. And um, I did that. I, I started with three amazing women that I worked for and, and were amazing role models in a very male dominated industry. Hmm. Um, and uh, then started doing front of the book editorial um, on my own after several years. And similar to Susie, uh, I met my husband and wanted to have kids and just realized traveling the world as wonderful as it was five days a week, you know, wasn't going to be conducive to um, getting married and starting a family. Mm. Well, it's so interesting that that's already a, a theme and we're going to cover quite a few years here, I think, which is really, really fun. Now, Susie, at this point, where are you located? Because Christy, you're in New York. Susie, where are you post-grad? So I moved to San Francisco and um, I was I was headed to get a, do- a job at Guide Dogs for the Blind oh. because I, I felt that I qualified. I... Um, had ridden horses, grown up riding horses, um, had dogs. So weirdly, their qualifications really lined up. And so I was about to take the job. um, And a friend of mine from Denison called and said, you've got to come interview at this investment, um, the Stockbroker magazine. And I said, oh, that's not really interesting to me. Um, and you know, I'm going to work for the guide dogs for the blind. And he said, well, I, and I said, I really want a job where I can be around animals. And he said, well, I have both of my dogs here right now and I work on East coast time. So my job finishes at two. And I said, so I can bring my great Dane to work. And he said, yes. And I literally went down, got an interview, got hired and started working <laughs> at a publication. So the road, you know, I guess it was setting me on my path okay. um, to the scout guide. So I put an investment banker um, publication, oh but my. in San Francisco. Oh my gosh. Well, I think we're going to have lots of little moments like that, but how cool for you to say, you know, this is what's important to me. The fact that I can bring my dog, the fact that I can have this flexibility time-wise, I mean, it really sounds like a no brainer. Now um, I'm really, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but I'm so excited to, to hear when your paths cross, but, but Christy, you're in New York and ultimately you do, you meet your husband. What did the, the season or stint look like for you to say, okay, I think it's time to potentially begin a, a family and, and what entities were you stepping into at that time, if any? So we um, loved New York and we're happily there, but um, you know, again, we're just kind of thinking there was going to come a time and a place where we wanted to go outside the city walls. And so we kind of looked to Charlottesville, hmm. um, as, but all of our family was in Virginia. Um, Charlottesville was somewhere we thought we could potentially get a country house because we certainly couldn't afford anything outside New York. <laughs> um, and my mom was a longtime interior designer. I had kind of had settled in shelter work um, in photography, which is, you know, interiors, El Decor, House Beautiful, those kind of publications is where I found the most joy. And so she kept, you know, encouraging me to move back to the D.C. area um, to open a store with her because what we loved doing best was kind of traveling the world and and collecting treasures. Mm. And um, so once we fell in love with Charlottesville, we kind of reversed that model and we 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 were looking for 
a country house that really didn't exist in our price range there either. Um, but in the meantime, we kept passing this adorable like carriage house that was for lease in Charlottesville. And finally, we ended up with a store um, and no house. Um, so my mom and I uh, ended up opening like a home and antique um, lifestyle store in Charlottesville, Virginia in like 2000 in like six weeks time. And, oh you know, we didn't, we didn't really leave New York. We kept our apartment there for years because we weren't sure this was going to work. It was such a spontaneous move, <laughs> but it felt so right. All of a sudden we were there and we were kind of, you know, loving it, but we didn't know if it would last. Um, but yeah, over 20 years later, we're still here and loving life and grateful to be here. Oh my goodness. Well, it's so fun to to unpack. And I know Susie too, your story at some point, we're going to get into it, but there's a digital entity and a writing entity for you. So right off the bat, it's like, okay, Christy, you've got the store and kind of the brick and mortar situation. So there's just so many different entities that are already pointing to the scout guide and I'm Loving it. So Susie, catch us up. You're in San Francisco at this time. How long were you with that first original publication? So I was there for just a couple years. And uh, my boy, I had a college boyfriend who I'm now married to. Um, <laughs> but we were broken up in San Francisco and he was from Virginia and um, wanted to move back to Virginia when we got back together. So needless to say, long story short, we ended up getting married and moving to Charlottesville, Virginia um and starting a family and uh i would say i can't remember but years ago but when i started the scout guide before the when i was a blogger i literally felt like a desperate housewife with three children <laughs> and i was very young i had all my kids before 30. Wow. um i thought to myself what am i going to do with the rest of my life um especially when i'm an empty nester so i started thinking that I would start promoting people in my community um, through a blog, which I didn't even know what a blog was at the time. I went to Barnes and Noble and bought blogging for dummies, <laughs> but just felt like that was something I was good at connecting people together and telling their stories. Um, so I started a blog. Chrissy was one of my, you know, the first people I came in to meet at her beautiful store, which was so inspiring and you know, I, I, I could take a picture with my iPhone and it looked gorgeous. Um, so I would, I set out to write this blog, supporting local business owners, capturing the people and faces, um, uh, behind the business and, and kind of being that third party advocate saying to my audience, how important it is, um, to support people within your own community. Oh my goodness. Well, right off the bat, there's just so many elements that are so cool. And the fact that Christy was one of the first women that you're interviewing, that you're connected to, what was it in you though? Because I don't know that, I don't know, maybe it's the, the world of self-promotion we live in currently, but what was it in you that, that you thought to look outside of yourself for the inspiration and to really highlight others? Uh, well, that's sweet. I think, I mean, let's say we're all a little bit selfish. Right. I mean, I realized that what I, I it started, um, you know, I think Amazon and mm. uh, Zappos came online and there was all this competition for, for, you know, buying something at a discounted price online. And I kept thinking, and also the time when, um, you know, 
my I remember one story, my children, we were in Rhode Island and they walked into um, a Barnes and Noble and they were like, oh, my God, mom, this is exact. How did we get back to Charlottesville? This is exactly like the Barnes and Noble in Charlottesville. Wow. And that scared me because I was like, no, this is Charlottesville. And I kind of thought, like, what fast forward, what is the world going to look like if we don't support our local bookstores and like the experience of going into a local bookstore and meeting that owner versus the experience of going into something that in many ways lacked creativity mm. because they were all the same. And so I thought, you know, with we have all these beautiful businesses and how unique Charlottesville was, I thought that I was one of those people that could help keep them going and keep them alive and be that messenger um, so that we could travel and have unique experiences um, with people in our community. Golly. And you were ahead of the times, weren't you? I have chills over here thinking about that reality, uh, you know, even that we're living in now. And and two, Christy, for you to be on the side of, of, of being able to meet with Susie, connect, and you guys, I mean, I'm speaking with you now, you guys really hit it off. W w what was it like to either stay in touch or, or what were the rumblings of potentially doing something more together? Well, when Susie came to me to say, hey, I've got an idea, um, let's do this book, I got really excited for two reasons. One, to, of course, tap into my photography skills. Yes. Um, but two, you know, as a small business owner in Charlottesville, Charlottesville ranks and looks like the second most popular wedding destination in the country. Oh, wow. So between that and the University of Virginia, we get amazing people into town. And as a small business owner, it, nothing was more crushing than to hear that, you know, a potential amazing client was um, a mile up the road at the boar's head and didn't know that you existed right. a mile down the road. So it was like, you know, Charlottesville is topographically a stunning town but we're not architecturally like beautiful or we don't present in like a main street fashion. Mm. So when we, um, when she came to me, it was actually in 2009 and you know, the recession, um, we had just had an influx of Californians and Londoners and New Yorkers kind of all looking to Charlottesville to kind of downsize and leave the city in this time and they'd walk into our store and they'd be like, well, finally, but where's Prada? Where's Gucci? Like, where <laughs> is everything? And, you know, I, I was like, well, if that's what you're looking for, this might not be the town for you, but we have amazing things. They just don't present. Mm. Um, and, you know, for the 10 years we had been in business at Ann George, all we did was draw maps for clients, you know, who said I'm in town for a wedding or I'm here for a week. What should I do? So it was just always us wanting to show them the best view of Charlottesville. So when Susie came to me and said we could do this book, I mean, I got doubly excited um, because it was a way for us to hand these people n not a map anymore, but a beautiful guide that they would take home and never want to throw away. So it was exciting. I was like, you sell it and I'll make it. And <laughs> sure enough, she did in lickety split time. <laughs> you guys, 
This is really cool. I mean, all of the different elements at play, not just for, you know, you guys to be thinking, okay, how can we highlight local businesses? But to your point, Christy, people are coming in and saying, how do I get here? How do I get there? When they walk into your beautiful store and George, and you're able to actually hand them a physical entity and, and kind of, you know, move it out. No. How was that first publication received and, and what did it look like to get it into hands of customers? So, um, well, it was, it, it, I have to say it was, we, we proved everybody wrong (laughs) and every, I mean, everybody thought it would be a one and done publication, uh, when it came out, but everybody said they were so impressed by, um, by the scout guide in Charlottesville that first year. I remember this guy called me that grew up in Charlottesville and he lived in California and he said, you made Charlottesville look like Bel Air. How is that possible? Amazing. And, you know, the truth is, it was every single page being a unique face, a unique story. Um, and someone out there, I think that's what's so great about why the Scout Guide is so well loved is because there's a vulnerability in a photograph. None of us like getting our photographs taken. Mm. But when you put yourself out there and you, look, you know, you take the time, you take a picture and we always take beautiful pictures and we are capturing something that you're doing, but you're doing to make a living Mm. in the community and you're asking for support. I think that there was that vulnerability and that community feeling where, you know, for so long people were so competitive. So two dress stores in town saying, oh, we're competitive. All of a sudden, the Scouts Guide's bringing those people together mm. and saying, look, you, there's enough for everyone here. Let's support each other as a small business community mm. through this beautiful publication that Susie and Christy created and then hand it out to our best customers. So when you have a real estate broker that's featured in the guide, handing it to somebody that comes into town, all new to town, all of a sudden, here's your interior designer, here's your decorator, here's your home store, wow. here's your you know, wedding venue, here's, uh, you know, all of these things. And so all of a sudden that small business community is starting to work together and thrive together. And I think that's why um, it was, you know, really well received in Charlottesville. Mm. Um, And then, uh, you know, as a result, what we found is that people were taking that guide home from Charlottesville um, and using the guide and then also calling us and asking us how they can start a guide in their community. Um, so that um, that leads into our franchise. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, yeah. I mean, and I love to, I just have to say that quote again of, of the Californian who said, you made uh, Charlottesville look like Bel Air. I mean, that just speaks to the level that you started with, with your publication. And for those of you who have not seen the scout guide, held it or, or seen what these ladies are talking about, I'm really excited for you to get your hands on one because um, that's exactly what you do. I mean, you elevate small businesses in such a way. It's it's amazing. So, okay. I'm so excited about this. You guys are chatting. Now we mentioned the last, the last kind of number I got was around 2009. You guys are, are getting this publication out. 2010 was the first Charlottesville. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then what did it look like? You do, you start to hear feedback from women, men, you know, people around the country, likely at this point, wondering if they might have it in, in their city too. What was the conversation between the two of you 
to take that next step, I would guess it could feel a little intimidating. Well, I think, you know, we got direct feedback um, that the guide was working in the way that we were hoping it would work through Ann George. We, you know, we, we were obviously a distribution point for the guide being a member of the um, book. And it was amazing to us. This is, this was our hope and it was coming to fruition. We would get calls from Houston, Texas, Right. who said they picked up a guy, brought it home, and now they need to order a wedding present for man George and have it shipped to Boston. And we were like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. People are actually shopping locally from afar and using the guide in the way that we hoped. Wow. Um, and they're not throwing it away. So that was like what we were waiting for. What caught us off guard was when people would call and say, well, my town needs this. Right. Um, and I, I, you know, I, we both were like, well, I don't know how we do this. I mean, Susie sold it and, you know, uh, Christy made it. Like, how do we do this? <laughs> and, um, but we weren't, we were like, all right, we can figure this out. And a good friend of mine uh, had lived in New York, done production and advertising and was creative. And she lived in Charleston, South Carolina. And I thought if anybody has like, the skills that it takes, maybe it would be her. Maybe we can use her as a guinea pig to see if she could get Charleston going without Susie and I, you know, doing what we did for Charlottesville. So we did do that and she produced a beautiful book and it just kind of got us off and running in a totally different direction than we ever dreamed. But it was so exciting to think other people wanted this in their town too. (sighs) It, I mean, it's, it's so fun because of course, in the moment it was so surprising, like, wait, what, we're going to go to this next city. But now that we're able to see what you guys have created and how it has grown, it's just such a no brainer that I'm, I'm, I'm loving every second of this, you guys. So, so we do, we get Charleston off the ground and two, I'd love just briefly to hear your thoughts. What was it like to commit to an annual publication? Because in my opinion, the timing of a um, one book a year, correct? You can correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that's correct, though. You guys really are able to put in um, the work to make it unique, to make it the best of the best for that year, correct? Correct. And we thought, I mean, so the the once a year publication actually started as to a spring and a fall, right. um, but we quickly realized that the lasting power of that that book. Um, People, I mean, I think they're still haven't thrown away their first publication. People do collect them. Mm. Um, but I think um, that, well, I lost my train of thought. Hold on. What, were, what did you ask well, me e- about Well, that? even within the annual sense, you know, to say, okay, let's do it for yeah, a year. Exactly. So the annual publication. And a lot of that was because originally people wanted that advertising that, you know, the, the advertising venue. So one of the reasons we also did the annual is that we could continue telling the story online and through social media. At the time, it was blogging, then slowly Facebook and Instagram and all these other things have come along. Um, But uh, at the time, we said, okay, well, we can tell your story kind of, or what's happening in the town through um, the local blog. And so that would continue. So every city- as we did expand all, they all have local blogs and followings and, um, and, and that editorial voice, which is a little bit here today, gone tomorrow with everything that's online and digital. Right. Um, but it's quick and fast. And, 
And so we do value that. Um, but the print as just that grounding connection to the community, which I think amazingly aligns with small businesses and, you know, the, the brick and mortar shops, um, there is that tangible that is kind of intent, you know, that is worth, worth having. Oh, absolutely. And, and we always say the story begins in print, you know, the, the book is the grounding force and it's what creates, you know, what we kind of refer to as the family. And then we build off of that, that, um, root and we continue to tell their story on all our social media channels. So we act as their advocate for a year, trying to promote them in any angle we can and keep them in front of our, um, readership. Mm. It's all of it. All of the different entities at play are so clever, um, including the name. Is there any story behind the name? How did you guys come up with this? Because there, there just couldn't have been a better name. Or a worse name, actually. <laughs> really? I disagree. <laughs> it was impossible. Okay, so weirdly, I was in a movie theater when I was feeling like a desperate housewife, as I said, and you know, I was a big yoga person and this uh, practiced Ashtanga yoga, Padabi Joyce. He was very much do your practice all is coming, which I kept doing. <laughs> anyway, finally, nothing was coming except a moment in the movie theater in the dark. This voice came and said, you know, local shopping scout, like scouting out the best connecting people. Anyway, there was this message. So I was like, Oh, this is so lame, but I'll be the local shopping scout. And, <laughs> um, so I think, I guess the blog was called scout Charlottesville. It was scouting the best of local of Charlottesville. Um, and then Christy, when we thought about this print guide, I think we were going to call it the guide or the book, which only would have been worse than trying to, um, trademark or, but the the scout guide because the doesn't count oh. and guide that doesn't count and if you wrote book that doesn't count <laughs> so those can't be trademarked so then we had scout and our trademark lawyers said well that is maybe worse than the and guide and book <laughs> because boy scouts and girl scouts shut down everything oh my that God. is potentially trademarkable in that with that name. Um, so we waited for years and finally, uh, we did get trademarked, um, the scout guide. And I swear people still think we are related to the boy and boys and girl scouts. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yes. So oh. like it or not, I don't know. I'm glad you think it's a great name. <laughs> you know what? Without knowing the ins and outs of it all, it's a fabulous name. It's fabulous. Well, and luckily we had the design aspects with it when we were designing the cover of the guides, um, we, we, we decided to use the ribbon that we currently have to wrap it like a gift. So that ribbon that changes in every market um, is kind of acting as like a gift. And then the medallion is, is just archetypical of, of something that's been around forever and is kind of the jewelry on the gift. Mm. Um, so that helped us with our trademark um, submissions as well. <laughs> 
Well, it's all panned out beautifully. And I love the behind the scenes elements of, of the different headaches along the way. But it's so amazing to me because I, I mentioned this in your intro. I mean, the number, you've got 70 plus markets. You guys are adding on people at the regular at this point in, in the stage of the business. But you do. You launch Charleston. Is it an immediate kind of snowball effect into other cities at that point? What did that feel like? I would say yes. Wow. I mean, I think I because I remember we met with our lawyers um, and they said, check with us in a month or so. You know, we'll start off as a license agreement. Um, and when we checked with them, we had, I mean, Princeton, New Jersey and Aspen and Denver and Greenwich, Connecticut. And, and they were like, okay, you guys need to come back in. I mean, I think it was like 10 or 12 markets right away that had signed up with us. Um, and we went back and realized really we needed to protect the, their investment more than anyone's mm. by protecting the brand. Because what we, you know, when you deal with licensing or franchising, a lot of it is about control and not that we were looking for control, but we really knew that we needed to maintain the quality standard that we had set for the brand in order for it to have legs. Um, so that's really. Yeah. We... Brand consistency in that respect. Um, so that everybody that got a scout guide, wherever they were in the country, felt the same, had the same quality, same representation. And then we also found that we just wanted to offer more support. So all of that led us to a beautiful thing called the franchise system, um, which for a long time we kind of shied away from because we just at that point thought of McDonald's and Jiffy Lubes as like franchises. <laughs> right. And we thought this is such an oxymoron. Here we are, you know, with the mission to support small businesses. And here we are a franchisor. Crazy. <laughs> but um, come to find out the world is franchised and there are people and small business owners behind all those franchises. So mm. we've grown to really appreciate and love what um, a franchise system can do on both ends. Well, it's it's crazy. It's crazy all of the different entities that you guys have touched through the Scout Guide. Not only did you guys kick things off to highlight small business owners and to give a guide to a community, but then you actually created jobs for individuals within their hometowns, within the, the given town that they live in, to then be able to highlight things and people that they love in their given location. I mean, it's the coolest story. And I would love to know from you guys, at what point, because we're talking, there really was a snowball effect of people signing up, women telling friends, men telling their friends, people really wanting to be a part of this. At what point did you two look at each other? Was it a meeting? Was it maybe a franchisee retreat of some sort that you thought, okay, this has legs. I, I think we're gonna do this for a while. <laughs> I remember getting, I just feel like we had to get our husbands on board. Like we, Christy and I were just busy, busy, busy where you were like, okay, guys, this is like a real job. I mean, you know, it's like we kind of made it seem like it was easy, but then we were like, it's kind of a big deal anyway. And I felt like we started to get them involved, but I felt like we knew a lot, you know, we were rolling and we were comfortable with it, but, um, 
I think we had to get them on board to realize this really does have a lot of legs. And then they became very excited and supportive as well. <laughs> Once you get them to understand what it is you're doing day to day and they're like, oh, wait a second, this, you guys, you ladies are onto something over here. <laughs> it makes so much sense. Well, it's been fun. It's been fun to kind of cover the the different entities along the way and what it looked like for you guys to, to set things up um, in regard to franchising and really growing and having amazing growth. But I would be curious curious to know, are there any instances throughout your career that you'd say maybe failure actually helped shape it? Did you say failure? Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think there are many. I, I, I think that's one thing Susie and I share in common. We're not scared to fail. We, as long as we learn from our failures, um, <laughs> we're not scared to try. And if it doesn't work, we try again. Um, so I don't know. I think there have been many. Um, I think our fast growth was like, we were a little naive there because we were so flattered that everybody wanted to do the scout guide. (laughs) Um, And uh, the training, I think we didn't realize how much training and support is required for owners to be successful and understand their success and what their goals are and making sure they align with the the goals of the franchise or, you know, that this is a, we want you to make money. We want you to be profitable. Um, and so, and then learning how to provide that support, that, that support. Thankfully we were able to hire some great people um, to help us with that. Uh, you know, building that foundation of support, uh, and now, I mean, the best part of that is if we did fail, we we made up for it. And watching all of these women grow, set financial goals, meet and achieve, and obviously, as women mostly do, overachieve, um, it, it's exciting. It's exciting to see that happen. But that did, I mean, it, I think it was just that we were young and we just and naive more than anything. Well, and we uh, didn't have a lot of data. So, I mean, what was easy for us wasn't easy for like the, all the people that we had collected to be a part of the system. Um, so it was really getting into the minutia and creating really specific process and detail, which was amazing to do, but, um, you know, maybe took us out of our comfort level a little bit. Well, yeah. And I can only imagine because when you're setting out and you're saying, well, women are saying, Hey, we want to join you. And you're looking at the different entities that you've you know created and, and trying to put that model elsewhere. I mean, the training, the support, it's so impressive what you all have created, uh, you know, at this point, because again, we're, this is kind of a conversation over, Gosh, how many years now has have have we been live? Well, how many? Going on thirteen. Yeah. Oh my gosh! See, and and see what what I think now that we love about franchising is that you have women in all of these communities doing exactly the same thing, yeah. and so that network that we've created for to be able to own your own business in your community have the flexibility, but the key is having the support of other people doing the same thing and being able to learn best practices. Um, You know, if you're having a difficult time in sales, uh, you've got people doing the same thing. And so though all of our franchisees working together, I mean, that is what's so fun to see. And, And I think separates um, it makes me like franchising so much more because of that kind of support system to go out 
when you're a mother, you're raising children, you know, you go and, and that, you know, your husband's uh, been the provider and, and you say, listen, I, I want to go back to work. I, you know, I, I'm going to open a store or I'm going to start this company. It's, it's, you feel very vulnerable because you've been raising your family, you've been doing all these things. But if you have the support system and the training and all of the uh, the foundation already done for you, mm. I think it, it it feels like a safer bet in in many ways. Um, and I think that, I mean that I that's why I love franchising is no matter what franchise it is, it's all of the people that are involved um, that are working together to build the brand and and build that community of support together. Mm. Well, so well said. And two, to your point, I know many of your owners are likely listening, and I can only imagine the encouragement that they sense with the camaraderie, um, but also looking around saying, hey, you love a lot of things that I love as well. You know, I've been to enough conferences. After a conference, you get a little bit of a buzz. You're like, wait, there are people like me out there that are brainstorming their business, brainstorming their next step. But for your community and for the Scout Guide in general, you guys are doing that all the time together. So Again, it's so fun to think about what you guys have created over the last 12 years, how so many different cities have changed in those 12 years, and so much more to come for both of you and and for the Scout Guide in general. Well, ladies, I'd love to know what has been a real wow moment for you both. I think for me, one of the wow moments most recently came at our last editor conference, um, we in May we have a fran where we get all our franchisees together, um, and it was obviously a long time coming. We typically try to do it annually, but with COVID, it had been far longer than usual. Um, and it was just for Susie and I to be there and be amongst you know almost a hundred women. Um, we are one hundred percent female owned right now, as far as franchisees. Wow. Um, we have a great staff of primarily women, although we have two amazing men working with <laughs> us right now, but we are all about the girl power. And I think what was really kind of awestrucking for me was to just be in the company in person with these women, uh, just dynamic. I mean, the, the backgrounds that they've all had, the age ranges, the diversity, and to put us all, that's something we said from the get go you know, back in the day when we were first having people join the scout guide, we didn't really meet them in person. So, but we always said, you know, gosh, it seems like this person put us all in a room and it seems like we'd all be best friends. <laughs> and honestly, that's how it's been. It's like likes attract likes. And it's been so much fun to really see who we've been able to collect along the way, because, you know, it, it's just a powerful, powerful group of of women. And, um, we always say like our mission is to support small businesses, but our passion is to support each other, you know, and, mm -hmm. and really push each other. Um, you know, cause as women, we need to do, I think we, we do it best for each other. Our husbands are amazing, but women support women in a way that I think, um, is most powerful. Uh, so that's, that, that's my wow moment. And I'd have to agree. I mean, I think that was just, it was a, an incredible moment of connection. Um, uh, and, and that feeling of support that we're all in this together. We're all doing it together. We all love, um, small businesses advocate for small businesses and want to help not only the small businesses, 
uh, but one another mm. and uh, and watch the scout guide grow. I mean, I think everybody wants to see us in, you know, over a hundred markets in the U S and, and that's fun to all be on the same kind of wavelength as, as a community of small business owners. Absolutely. And I can only imagine how much fun that was. Sounds like a blast. I think you guys have really created something incredible over the last 12 years. I'm excited to see what's coming up, but I know listeners would enjoy hearing from you both. Um, Perhaps tell us what is the greatest lesson you have learned? Well, my big one is the, the supporting women and, and it's more, and this is in the local business community too, is that competition is great, but connection and community and support is just so important. Um, and, you know, always instead of going to, I know women are competitive, but we can be competitive, but we don't have to be con- competitive with one another, mm-hmm. you know, Um, and I think that that, and then that creates a deep connection. And I think that's been a great lesson. I mean, I think Christy and I working together, we work really hard to, to, we, we're friends first and, Mm -hmm. uh, but we also, um, understand that we're running a business. And, and so I think we have great boundaries and, um, and maintain our friendship really well, you know, and I, 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 you know, I, I'm very proud of that because I think we're very conscious of that. Um, the importance of being professional and then also being friendly and, um, and working together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's the human connections. Um, I think that we all crave that. And I think that that's the as you grow in business, you think you want to get automated, you think you want to get systematic, but at the end of the day, what we all crave and what we like, you know, seem to always go back to is just connecting with one another, whether that is a small business or a franchisee or an employee or a neighbor, you know, it's just supporting one another. And I think that that's the touch and the authenticity behind that is everything. Um, and, and, you know, it's just ironic as we kind of broach this, you know, uh, digital world. Um, I think it actually makes us recognize how important those relationships are hmm. now more than ever. So, Ugh. yeah. We're connectors at heart. Yes. Yes. Connection and, yeah. Oh my goodness. I I take notes often in these calls and that, that theme of connection, uh, Christy, I think you said it authenticity, Susie, you mentioned kind of connection, even over competition, perhaps putting on, uh, those glasses of, of connecting with someone first and foremost, and in that support. Um, and you guys have 12 plus years to back up everything that you're saying. And, um, it is, it's beyond impressive that not only have you built an incredible business brand and really the sky's the limit, but that your friendship has stayed intact and has uh, thrived alongside the business. It's it's so much fun and it's so cool to hear all that you guys have you know, done, but also all that's coming up. I know you guys always have something up your sleeve. So what's next for you? Christy, you answered. <laughs> I think just to grow the brand. I mean, we believe yeah. in this brand and uh, want it to be in every town in America. Everybody deserves a scout guide because mm. every community 
and small business community deserves a vessel to be seen in. So I don't know. I just think spreading the scout guide around as far and wide as we possibly can and continue to collect the amazing women and hopefully men one day that we have thus far. Um, and just, you know, make yeah. it. I mean, I, I would agree. Uh, we are, focus on growth. We're, we're building a new website, um, you know, where you can go online and find cheat sheets for every city. So even if you can't get your hands on a guide, we want to provide you online with, you know, the best of local in all of these communities and then getting that network, which they do work really well together. But if you have a jewelry designer that's looking for a retail outlet in Charlottesville, Virginia, we want to be that guide and that connection, uh, to make those connections. Um, for small business owners as well. Oh my gosh. There's just so many entities at play. My mind is blown at your day to day. Like I cannot imagine all of the different things you guys are thinking about. Oh my goodness, ladies, this has been so much fun. Is there anything we didn't cover that you'd like to? Well, I think Susie just touched on, you know, if, if you aren't familiar with our, our website and our online presence, presence, I, I encourage you to go to the next level and go to the scoutguide.com, which can take you to all of our city pages and it can just show you the network. I mean, our goal is to be the resource for all things small business. Yeah. So we, we, we try to make it a little bit more functional on the website. And if you're traveling to Nashville, Tennessee, go find our cheat sheet for things you, you, you won't want to miss or, you know, where you'll want to eat and who you'll want to see. So, um, I encourage you to go to the scoutguide.com if you haven't already. Oh, absolutely. It's so fun. It's so fun to hear the different connections in so many different cities. So I am curious, this is probably the most loaded question I'll ask you guys, but it is something I love to ask guests. Who do you know that should maybe come on and share their story? Well, I feel like our black book is huge because we have all these amazing small businesses yes. within the Scout Guide. We have all these amazing franchisees across the country, oh. all of which are just doing incredible things. It's like, where do you begin? How do you choose one? <laughs> right. Well, then I'll... I know you could do a city a week. You could do a city a week there you yeah. promote the and and hear from... Uh, I, I think, I think Chrissy's right. Like any, choose a city, any city and, um, find the owner of the scout guide. And the, it, it just, it's amazing how passionate they are. And then they would give you a million referrals <laughs> talk to in their community. Oh my gosh. Um, I love it. I love it, ladies. I will be doing my research. How about that? Because again, the the opportunity that you guys have presented to small business owners, to your guide owners, um, it's endless. It, it's so much fun. And Christy, I know you mentioned your website, but ladies, where can listeners connect with you? Well, we're on Instagram um, and uh, you know, through the website. I mean, the one thing about the two of us is we have always been actively involved and available and receive every email, whether it's advertised with us inquiry, a franchise inquiry. Um, the two people that are sure to get it are you're talking to. So um, we're very much involved in the day-to-day. -day and, um, and so please reach out and we can answer any questions you have. Absolutely. Well, ladies, this has been so much fun. I'm so grateful for your time today. You guys, thank you so much for joining me. 
Thank you all for listening to today's episode of How'd She Do That? Sponsored by Kilty Collection. Use code HSDT15 for 15% off your first purchase. I am Emily Landers. You can follow me on Instagram at Emily Landers and the podcast at How'd She Do That Podcast. We hope you'll join us for a new episode this Friday in our Thanksgiving series. We will talk to you soon.